0: If you like sports, how about a new perspective on it? It's the Spartanier Podcast with myself, United 2 Sports Director, Tanner Labor, and my good friend from Michigan State, Ethan Hunter. We talk about everything from the NHL to pizza, college basketball, and golf, and whatever deep dive we have for you this week. It's the Spartanier, across between East Lansing and Morgan, with roots in Columbus. Join us weekly as we discuss and laugh about what's happening. Find it on your preferred podcast platform by searching the Spartanier or at United2TheMoods.com. That's S-P-A-R-T-A-N-E-E-R. Spartanier. Tonight, right here on U92, The Moose. I'm Tanner Lambert, joined by Anissa Gallo, Sean Tansky. Oh, Sean Tansky, that is. Sir Jonathan Hamilton and uh, the, Oracle. the Oracle, Joel Butcher. Hey, FCC is. approved for tonight. Fine One no, night only, he's in town.
1: I made it through five, four or five hours of baseball last night. According to Joel's internship, six. Barely told Six the hours yeah, he was appear, there. Depending on who's <laughs> listening.
2: <laughs> Joel, six I saw hours. the Rhino security guard go up to your guys' box and say, you need to keep it, NC-17. Yeah.
1: I mean, they can send whoever they want up there. Me, when me and Tanner get in the booth, you never know. It's, it's going to go off the rails, and it's going to go quick. That's right.
0: I mean, it, it was great. He did a great job last night. It was fun. and that Very it's a, fun. It's a great lead-in. I About really as, fun en- as five hours at baseball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed watching you guys dance in the seventh inning.
0: I mean, it was great. Even take, <laughs> well, You know, my favorite part of last night, outside of anything else, was the fact that uh, all, all, all over here to my left was wearing cashmere. He was, He was looking dapper. That was like the most Sir John Hale thing he could do. Oh, like Paul Newman. Yeah, but he made it because. himself. Oh, yeah. It was great. I loved it. What do
2: you have against Kashmir? Nothing.
0: I just thought it was terrific. It was just a look, and I was not expecting it more than anything. That's, that's like, put our looks to shame. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, like, I was You showed nice, up. Nice, I don't know. You looked like cool. an
3: old baseball, 1930s baseball manager up there. You had the hat on and the jacket. And like, that's, you know. That's the look I'm going You know, Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, I, I dress pretty high class. It's just lo-fi. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it that way. He's got his chubby I shorts
3: on High now.
1: class, it's just yeah. yeah, going to be yeah. 20 years it, old did, did, or it's going to have W logos on it.
0: Can work. we get a
2: rundown of Tanner's outfit right now since he says he's classy? Well,
0: I'm not saying right now, but <laughs> when I'm doing a game, listen, I'm there, all right? I
3: promise.
2: I he's wearing a suit
3: and tie. Right. You know, he's got Louie. You
0: know.
2: Right now, <laughs> yeah, he's Louis. got the red yeah. bottoms on. The red yeah. bottoms? Yeah, their shoes. Like. You oh. got to wear one of your yeah, suits when that. you those wore for what, the United 92 basketball
3: team. You got to bring one of those suits t- to call a game. He's you got know. the really in the paddock. I don't know. know if I. That's you gotta a, do it. You gotta do it. That's a commitment for a night. It's a there. commitment, but you gotta do it. I, think. I mean, it, it it can get hot up in that right. in that press box. Well, I want to start cold like, recently. Yeah,
1: so you know. I want to start doing like Bill Walton wearing like a bunch of Grateful Dead T-shirts up in there and like a pair of cutoff
3: shorts. Like
1: especially uh, when the weather yeah. starts to turn. And
2: there's the Joel we know. Yeah, that's the Tanner I mean,
3: Lambert uh, <laughs> chubby shorts and eighteen degree weather. We have an opportunity weather. to change media forever.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: watch yourself over there, hey, Walton. Don't be a hater. All right. I'm all, I'm all love. Don't hate celebrating. All love, you know. I'm that's all what love. I love. Just
2: smile, Hamilton. Yeah, uh,
0: 19 and six is now what the the West Virginia baseball team is. That's a seven six zero average. They're eight and two at the Mon County Ballpark, uh, which would also mean they're eight and two right here on U ninety two. Ten and four on the road. One and zero at the neutral site. Big Twelve play starts this weekend. They closed out uh, the main part of the non conference schedule. There's a couple non conference games against Pitt. Uh, the rest of the way. But outside of that, it's all Big 12 all the time. It was a 9-7 win last night against Marshall, brother versus brother at home. Uh, Again, in Manhattan, though, on Friday playing K-State to start the weekend series out there. Uh, It was Carson Estridge who gets the win, Chad Heiner with the loss. Uh, Those guys felt like they only pitched an inning uh, anyway, but we'll see. There was quite a few pitching changes last night, Uh, but the best hitter in the country came to put on a show and that he did once again, Dane Leonard, man. I, I tell you, I, this guy. Mars. That's right. We're we're putting it on the T-shirt that's coined from U ninety two. The man that's copyrighted.
1: From Mars. That's Joel Butcher's intellectual property. Oh, you can't sorry, yeah, not that.
0: not Dane, not not Dane Leonard. What are you or saying, Dane? Weatherholt. L-? Yeah. The about, yeah, yeah, the man from yeah. Mars. Yeah, Weatherholt's the man. Yeah, what are we doing? Four sixty two average, man. Are you kidding that's, me? What's... A one three oh five on the OPS. 25 starts on 25 games. He's got 30 RBIs this season, a 7.69 slugger, on-base percent of 5.36. And uh, the uh, stolen bases, uh, he's got quite a few of those as well. Uh, he, he's got the most at-bats in the country, too, I want to say. Uh, stolen bases, I think it's at 25 this season, which leads the Big Twelve. It was a little
1: weird. I don't. I th- it's twenty four or twenty five.
3: Yeah, I think twenty. Yeah, I kept changing because it was like twenty three on one graphic, yeah, twenty five on another. Baseball I had
1: twenty two, and they're usually yeah. pretty reliable. Yeah, but, but that's definitely every not other right. thing I kept
3: seeing. So it's so twenty four or twenty seven on here. Yeah,
0: here. Yeah, that was
1: going 24. into the game. 24 or
0: twenty seven. Okay, yeah. that's a pretty good number. I'll I just round it. it up to thirty. Who right. cares? Who cares? Uh, <laughs>
3: it's round he, up. Yeah, come
1: on.
0: He uh, has only struck out ten times too, so you know he's not always going for the yard, but he can when he wants to. Last night though, he was great um but last night too it was Landon Wallace who oh, Landon Wallace. who was able to we run RBI triple in the first inning
2: I called it at the beginning of the season I said watch out for Landon Wallace and he Wallace. delivered last night absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. oh yeah if yeah. that if the wind would have gone a little bit more it would have been out of the park yeah Definitely would have I, well, been that, 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 that big the wall. wall
0: they
1: got there oh yeah that hit I am remembering it now it literally yeah. hit like the yellow on yeah. the very top <laughs> of the wall it was right there yeah.
0: The big blue monster kind of scared it away. That's what I call that thing out there in center field at the. Well, it's such a nice
1: blend when you go like, like the green of the field to the brown of the same field that's supposed to be dirt, then the blue wall, the lighter blue, and then it blends perfectly right into the mountains like we were talking. Yeah, with that Blue Ridge effect. Joel Joel said though, those mountains, those are not
0: the Blue Ridge Mountains. Famed song, uh, but that is what it is. I want to move the mic over here. Bring Sean Tansky on. He was the statistician last night for U92 in that cashmere, uh, repping great. What?
4: <laughs> You're na-na-na-na. acting like I haven't worn that numerous times. <laughs> I have never world. seen you wear that. I've worn that. I've worn that. I've worn, I have that white one, and I have a blue one. So You've I've got worn two cashmere one. sweaters. Yes, I do. I Must think they're stylish. Nice. Old the Sean Tansky got
0: that style.
1: That.
4: Must be nice.
0: He's got that, just that waiting drip.
2: I'm for you to show up with like a pocket square and a pipe in your mouth.
1: A pipe in the <laughs> <laughs> this maybe is a splendid
3: a, night for baseball, indeed. Maybe put
2: a blow up fireplace <laughs> in the booth.
1: Me and Jonathan were doing the Red Barber impression on our. Was that the opening day episode? <laughs> yes,
3: it was. That's the Mountaineer baseball here on You Ninety Two. Yeah, I'm ch- wearing cash, man. Go check out the Solving the World Podcast. The transatlantic <laughs>
5: Yeah,
3: I say it's a beautiful day for baseball here. <laughs> JJ, yeah, JJ Wettahol steps into the pipe. He really sucked that. Ball. He really hit a setup up a gun very far last time.
2: You ever watch A Leak of Their Own? Uh, I have not yes. seen, that never seen that movie. Yes. Never seen that so it's
3: embarrassing.
1: embarrassing. He
2: goes, oh, baby, she hit yeah. the cream cheese out of that one.
1: Yeah. That guy is Red Barber. <laughs> sure. I,
0: I did not think this through when I put Hamilton no, I'm Hamilton and of Joel
1: Butcher on the
0: this same segment. This is like
2: segment. the best combo ever. <laughs> this is yeah, like...
0: but but this is not solving the world. This, this is, is like, like our Trey page.
2: Parker and Matt Stone.
1: Yeah, Is this the stats yeah. you were talking about you wanted us to yeah, bring
0: up? Let's let Cashmere go here.
1: Yeah, I want to hear some of these, actually, because... Very interesting game stat was
4: as well. Oh, it was very interesting, but I'll start off with a pretty good one. Uh Sam White uh went yard. He had his second home run of the uh year. That was a two uh two RBI blast. But the craziest one was we were talking about all, all the game. Nine batters were hit by pitches yeah, that... from both sides.
3: It's been a it's been a thing, I think, in these this like the series a savior hit a lot of batters. It's been a it's been a thing at Mon County Ballpark. Well, we were kind of talking. It. It's when...
4: gotta be
1: something kind of common. That's why I think pitch clock maybe. Like, I don't want to make any broad or grand accusations here, but like like you saying like it's been every game we've seen so far a lot of batters been getting hit.
3: I don't know. I want to say there was like like seven or eight one of the, one one game, mm-hmm. I want to say. in the Xavier series, it was insane. I think Landon Wallace there was one I think he, one well, game alone, he got hit,
2: That like poor three dude. times.
4: Yeah, he got yeah. hit three times in one think game. Tanner and
2: I were saying that we got to throw him in the back of the tank because we were making, like, Lando jokes. <laughs> so, and then he
4: hit and then he hit that foul right off his foot. Then. Oh, so that right was – that almost hurts worse. <laughs> I felt bad for Edwards. Even, First at
1: bat of the game yeah, yesterday. He just got to stand there. Gets hit with the pitch right
3: on the wrist. Poor yeah. guy yelled an
4: expletive, and then, you know. Yeah, well, and yeah, Jonathan T- was close enough to hear all the action. It was – and then Tanner and Joe, I think he said last time Marshall and w played, 17 pitchers were used. I uh, called
3: that game with Daniel Woods. It was my first ever game. It was fantastic. <laughs> if you can
0: believe it, that game was two hours
3: longer than the game yeah. last night. Yeah. Okay,
0: That's, <laughs> We thought last night was long.
3: Uh, no, nothing. Yeah, the mar- to what happened again. That Marshall game was almost a four for hours for Just one game is. Yeah. Yeah, that game was almost four hours. It
4: was nuts. There weren't 17 pitchers used, but there were 13 (laughs) pitchers used, six pitchers used for WVU, and then seven pitches for Marshall. And then, of course, uh, Carson Estridge got the win for WVU, and then Carlson Reed got his second save of the year. And, uh, you know, you were also talking about it during the broadcast, Tanner. You know, there's a ton of guys that the Mountaineers have in the bullpen but if I'm being completely honest, the one I want to see there almost every single time is going to be Carlson Reed. He's been electric out of the pen. Uh, there's a cool video after his uh, strikeout last night to end the game of him celebrating there. Uh, seems like a high energy guy. Seems really composed. Uh, he's a big guy on the mound too. Definitely. He uses a he has a very long release. It's pretty effective. He finished the day with five strikeouts, including three straight to end the ninth. He's been extremely impressive.
6: Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, I called it on the broadcast. I said, if you're going to go anywhere, because that game was getting even tighter, right? West Virginia had two different times. They had a three-run lead. They end up winning by two because they get lucky in the bottom of the eighth, I thought, more than anything. But I said, uh, coming out of the seventh, If you're going to go anywhere right now, you need to go get that shutdown pitcher in Carlson Reed, who's come in this year and been terrific. He was, he had a couple starts like that last year where he came in to make a save, and sometimes he was successful, sometimes he wasn't, but he's been very confident this year, he seems. And right off the start, you know, he lets up two hits like that, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe we're going to see another one, but then he was able to settle back in, and he he struck out everybody in the top of the oh, ninth. Yeah, he in was that like game. lights
1: out, That especially that bottom of the ninth I,
0: where he just yeah, went in, get, boom, boom, boom. Just
4: that one guy on base, and then from there, yeah. lights out. Well,
1: I think I got to call – I don't know if it was his first game or it was one of his first performances last year against Ohio State, and he came out like a little flat. You could kind of see it in his body language, and that seems to be completely gone like this year. He, I mean, he seems to have grown not physically but also like mentally – uh in terms of that like like you said as soon as the crowd kind of gets behind him and starts you know you can hear that get a little louder more of a buzz he's kind of he lets that feed into his pitching and it, it showed last night i mean as you said he lets one batter on and then it was over from there on uh, he was just absolutely dealing it was awesome to watch
2: yeah even though like a lot of the crowd left because it was starting to get super late like yeah. You know, it was cold, yeah, super late. The cold late.
3: started catching up in, like, the fourth or fifth inning. Yeah, I like, oh, I-, huh. I was
2: cold as soon as I got out there. I got there like, 5.30, That's... and I was like, I'm lucky I wore this jacket. But, again, you know, like Tanner said, if you are in a sticky situation like that, which it was a very tight game, just because, like, the Mountaineers had four errors. And they were very simple errors that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> like, there was one, I think it was... Hageman to Sam White it mm-hmm. hit to Sam yeah, right white at
3: the top of his glove
2: and Sam White just kind of like yeah. stood there he, and yeah,
3: he dropped the ball on there the was no sense of urgency,
2: yeah. and that led to runners getting on and then ultimately ultimately, I think it scored a run in the end of that inning, so it was like a lazy error, and I know that a couple of the errors that have been committed by the Mountaineers have led to scoring like in the one um Hofstra, I'm sorry, the Hofstra game, yes, that happened. There was two errors, and that ended up leading them to score against the Mountaineers. So I think that's just something that they need to tighten up a little bit. You know, Heading into Big 12 play, they're still ranked, but if you make those errors that are very fundamental and should be down pat, then I don't think you're going to stay ranked for long because then it's going to get into your head and you're going to start letting things slip.
4: Yeah, I think one of the things we were – Joel and I, you and I were talking about, you know, both uh pre and post game yesterday is of how impressive Tevin Tucker's been this year from Absolutely, an offensive yeah. uh standpoint. Uh like you were you brought up last year. We knew how good of a def- uh, def- uh, fielder he was. Yeah, that's what's but kept he him get in the, the lineup be- for so could, long. Yeah, but he he's... couldn't he couldn't really hit yeah. well. This year he's been doing both. But last night it was kind of a weird game for him, uh fielding wise. He had a couple I don't think they credited him with errors there, but he definitely could have been. There's a couple mm-hmm. plays he could have made. Then there's that bobble. weird instance where uh, he was on the field. and I think um, uh, the shortstop for Marshall was it, running. Ferraro. Yeah, uh, Ferre- yeah, and they got they got in a little bit of a. I, I don't want to say scuffle, but there was a, yeah, definitely was, an all- Geo all- Ferrero. It was weird. Cashmere,
0: yeah. listen,
1: okay. <laughs> First nah, of all.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Uh, nah, nah, nah. Ferraro laid his shoulder right there into Tevin Tucker. All right, let's let's call it like what we saw. They showed it a couple times on a replay.
1: Well out of the baseline.
0: Well out of the baseline. He's going over. He shoves Tucker off him with just a shoulder
1: check. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, the- it, it was it was Sam Whitey's draft in the OHL, not 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 Ferraro. All right, <laughs> well, that's
1: why he wasn't doing it over at first base. I he mean, knew better. Let, let, let's be realistic.
0: He knew White here. would that, drop the gloves. <laughs> Randy Macy, he walked straight out and over to oh, Ron Whitey, like, and nah, he know. was not happy. <laughs> Yeah, that's the craziest development, too, of last night. Besides the game, the home plate umpire, Ron Whiting. The third baseman, Ronnie Whiting.
2: So. <laughs> the oh, my God, play, yeah. Ron the home plate umpire was the same that's umpire scary. who was the first base umpire. Different
3: guys. Are they like father
2: and son? No, was, I have no idea. It was seriously, like, he was the same first base umpire for the yeah, game on Sunday. He, he yep. does a
0: lot of the games. He's a big 12 oh, ump yeah. in this area. There's only one team to go on.
2: Well,. One of the maniacs who was sitting behind me called him Angel Hernandez. Oh, uh oh,
3: oh,
0: I, I think. He where does did you Where job. did you sit?
2: No, I mean, what? Where did you sit? I was sitting in the maniac section. Oh,
3: okay, because there's the guys on the the Marshall dugout. Right? Yeah, I'm not talking oh, about the shirtless man. frat dudes. No, the frat, the frat Bruce. who got a uh,
1: hat tip off from Randy Mayzie
3: after they yeah, they were sure. they, 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 they they really did. got in the Marshall guys' heads. they were they talking did. to the guys they got on some deck Kudos game. from Amanda
1: Say what you want about it. It was effective. Like those oh, Marshall dudes, when they would strike out and I had to walk back and just get absolutely get the, the wave. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, yeah. like
2: the thing that worried me was like they were going absolutely bonkers. And I'm sure a few of them were a little um, on the. Inebriated. Well, intoxicated. I'm sure yeah, they were drinking well, Yeah, a little, you know, diet <laughs> Soda Cokes. pops, you know. Um, yeah. But I was really concerned because, you know, you had Carlson Reed pitching. This is a really like intense part of the game. You want him to get the save. And these dudes in the back are yelling and screaming. I'm like, okay, you guys can do it when Marshall's up. But sit down, please, like right now. You need to focus. Because I was ready to rip my hair out yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like I was getting nauseous.
0: Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's not good. Uh, I was getting nauseous because of the game. We wanted to mention about uh,
1: the weekend series against Xavier, Mr. Blaine Traxel. Oh, yeah. Good Lord, guys. I was a little tardy to the party with Blaine Traxel. I've been like. You uh, you on the
2: Blaine train now?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I had been all,
1: all, all, all Steve ahead. Let's go. Yeah. I, I complete games. He could have had five. He mm-hmm. could have six yeah. from the from what I've been reading. At
3: least. Yeah, you can't. He pitched eight
0: innings. I think against Minnesota. Yeah, no, that's um, what I mean. So I uh, you know. just want to give him a shout out really quick. But uh, I, I did. We only got a couple minutes here left on the baseball segment. West Virginia's third in batting average uh, in the Big 12, a two ninety eight average, and then a little bit of help from the best hitter in the country. Yes, yeah, so I keep He's saying the country right? right now, right?
1: 48 hits after last night? Yeah. It's, number one, number one in insane. hits.
0: Number one in batting average, not just in the Big 12, in the entire country. He leads in
3: total bases by Nation?
0: 23. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> how good Weatherholt's been. Uh, Pitching-wise, West Virginia's uh, second with an average ERA, of three seven oh. Their starters are 19-6 and on the season. Uh, which is a really good number, uh, 224 innings pitched uh, for for them this season. Uh, fielding wise, though, West Virginia down at seventh, so uh, maybe some work to do defensively there. Again, JJ Wetherill, number one in the Big 12. The the guy that's second in the Big 12 as far as average goes, Gavin Cash from Texas Tech. He's all the way down at 417. Uh, so it'd take like two straight games of not getting a hit for Weatherholt to get down to that low, mm. uh, which is just incredible as well. Uh, pitching wise, uh, the number one pitcher in the Big Twelve is Gordon Lucas at a one eight five ERA. He's two and zero, oh, uh, but he has not pitched nearly as much as Blaine Traxel, who's got the most innings pitched in the country right now this year. Blaine Traxel, you. he's got a two zero two ERA, which is really good. Uh, he's five and one, so not undefeated, but he's got five wins rather than two. I'd like to know his and total
3: pitch count. Say,
1: I think. Well, I'll, next... I'll give it to
0: you. He has pitched forty nine innings. Has Mister Traxel? Mm. He's only allowed thirty six hits in those forty nine innings. That's he's faced one hundred and seventy eight different batters, allowing a two oh two average. Gordon Lucas. So Traxel's fourth for what it's worth. Lucas is number one. Uh, he, he's a, he's only faced 112 at batters. He allows 170. So that's a 66 batter difference between the two guys. Uh, and, and so yes, statistically, Trax is not the best in the Big 12. But you could say he's probably do you have one his of the best pitch yep. count?
5: He's doing stuff chance? that no one else can do. That, that's correct so far. Uh, yeah, but like if you uh, let's see, look, uh, we look at a different. So I'm set. sure that's got to be the highest.
2: If you look at this, so all of the top three pitchers. Have about thirty-five-ish innings that they've pitched. That's why their ERAs are so low. Yeah. Lane mm-hmm. Traxel has the most innings pitched, so yeah. still having a two-point
1: is
0: two-point uh,
2: zero two, yeah. point 02 yeah. ERA. That's amazing. Well, then for also
1: him. to that, he's point, got a
0: point nine two WHIP. To that that's point that's with insane. a complete <laughs> game. That's insane. He's
2: and they're complete games. Is, yeah. Yes. He's, at,
1: he's at four, and I believe the next closest nation and Big Twelve is two. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's eighteen innings of baseball. <laughs> right. No, it is – t- I, I do not see a pitch
0: count on here I, nothing, anywhere. I've I'd like to
1: well, see that. Well, Maisie in the games is talking about he's a like, he's better pitcher when he uh, – or he's a better pitcher at pitch 100 than he is yep. at pitch 1. Probably. I mean, like, yeah, Maisie says I mean, he I doesn't believe.
3: even talk to him. He just lets him go and, I, I, and throw. I mean, you
0: know. right now it's working. Don't broke what ain't, fi- ain't broke, whatever. whatever. If you know. it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's yeah there right. we go. Uh, West Virginia is the only team to not play any Big 12 pl- games yet. Everybody else has at least played one series. Some teams have even played two. Right now, Texas is leading the Big Twelve with a three and O record. They're nineteen and seven overall, uh, tied for second. Will be Oklahoma State, TCU, and Kansas State, the Mountaineers' opponents this weekend, who are all four and two in the conference. Uh, for what it's worth, Kansas State though eighteen and nine on the year. Texas, Techs two and four. Oklahoma's two and four. Baylor's two and four. West Virginia is sitting at ninth at 0-0, zero and zero, or 8th rather, uh, because Iowa State does not have a baseball team. Yeah, 9, so 8 out of 9. And then Kansas is 0-3 uh, to start this year. So a, a team, the Mountaineers will start in Manhattan and they'll come back home to play the Jayhawks here in Morgantown, so... Uh, potentially some big wins coming their way. If they can win, you know, four or five or six right there, that'll put them in really good standing. They are the number, one, the number 24 team ranked in the country as it sits right now nationally. Uh, something, I'm going to be completely honest, I did not expect, guys. No. I, I, I really did not think the year was going to go this way for West Virginia, and obviously we're only about halfway into it. But you've got to go back and look at the offensive numbers of this team. 113 runs over a nine-game win streak is absolutely incredible and something
1: you never see. Uh, I, that You kind of remind me of two points there. I'll, I'll make them quick since we're a little closer to the end here. But uh, the one thing, yeah, if you would have told me, like, those offensive stats, like the 113 runs, Blaine Traxel's complete games and stuff last year, like, if you would have came to me at the end of last year and said, hey, by the way, next year, Uh, We're going to get a guy that can basically pitch a a full game whenever he wants to. I would say, okay, we're going to win the national championship. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when you lose guys like Victor Scott, not Cruz, (laughs) Victor (laughs) Scott, uh, if you were listening last night, you heard me say Cruz a few times, but we got a correction there. Uh, But yeah, Austin Davis, even McGuire Holbrook, a guy that was really uh, a power hitter and could really knock guys in. And even Mikey Kluska, a guy, not the greatest hitter per se, but... Really good infield, really good solid just, defensive player. Yes, very yeah. solid defensive player. Uh, IMG Academy type guy. So when you lose guys like that, and then they're seemingly better this year, right. that really tells a lot about the, the strides they've made. And then I think this—you talk about Big Twelve play. That's the only real true test they haven't been—they fa- haven't faced yet. They've won games big, they've won games close, they've had to come back or kind of hold on a little bit. It's just they haven't done it against Big Twelve teams, and I think you know once if they can do it against K State and Kansas in these next couple of games. It's going to be a real scary WV baseball team.
4: Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect, um, what my expectations were for this team. I didn't follow them as much as I am following them this year, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I guess my perception last year was, oh, we came so close to the uh, the Mm -hmm. tournament. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people I talked to who followed it more closely felt like, oh, that was their best shot for a couple years. They're probably going to hit a bit of a regression spike this year. Uh, you know, so, it definitely uh, so, seemed like that. So, uh, I was just kind of expecting that maybe a fun team in spurts, and mm-hmm. you know, then again, we still have a long way to go. But this team has been really fun to watch, and I think they've you know proved me wrong so far, and I'm very happy to say so. Um, and again, it's I know the perception of the team coming is it's always been Maisie Ball and how they like to play. Uh, but, man, it really does help when you can, when you have the benefit of that, when you also have some really good hitters throughout the entire lineup, as well as some really, really good pitching, both from your stars and your bullpens. I keep hammering at home. Uh, the pitching has probably been the most thing I've been the most impressed about from this team. So just because they have so many guys, like mm-hmm. I, I kept saying it last night, um, they have so many guys for so many different uh, parts of the game, high leverage uh, moments that I, anyone they call out, I'm expecting them to get it done. Yeah,
0: I, I wanted to ask you guys as we sit here uh, when, when a ball is hit high up in the air, Hamilton, what is that called? <laughs> a pop up? Well, yeah, but like, what's another term? Rather than having a lot a of velocity term. on it, what would yeah, you say? Trajectory. No, shut up. Don't give them any ideas, Sean. A
2: rainbow.
0: A rainbow, maybe? Okay. Texas Leaguer? possible okay stop it give me a real real term that you're going to use when you say that pop-up a pop-up that's all you're ever going to call it if it just goes up in the air. every if it time. goes up with like a lazy pop-up yeah uh, no i don't know because last night you know there were a couple huge fly outs in the left field and Joel high and fly I ball could not think of a term for it but too high it, we were thinking you know <laughs> what, what, what's the term because it doesn't have enough velocity on it it has a lot more of what on it i i, I don't know we still been trying to figure it. it's a high fly ball
3: all right, fair enough. Sometimes there's no
0: fancy term for it. Well, you just yeah, call it what it is. should be. Let's yeah. come up with something here. You know, okay, well, my, hibachi my, chop. My new, my new coin term, yeah, the hibachi chop over I the I left. do like that one. That's
2: good. Or um, Tanner likes to say apo taco.
3: She did not know that
0: you was a know term. know that term?
5: No. No, I know, no,
2: heard heard that, I know that it's a term. I just think it's cringy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she started saying it.
5: Like, <laughs>
2: Ironically. Oh, oh, Weatherholt's
3: a big apple taco guy. So
0: is old Landon Wallace.
3: Landon Wallace. Yeah, Landon you know that's
0: Wallace. the other thing too. Really quick about this team is we got to hit a break here. Uh, between Sarah Bates and Landon Wallace, I, I don't know uh, if we had to pit those two against each other in, in a how can Tanner say it in a game setting <laughs> draft. I, I don't know who would win. Because I take Wallace at one. Those are the two that are, I, I, everybody loves when I say their names. I I really don't try to say them any differently.
3: I guess it just comes out. Well, I'm head. just the one soundbite. It's of you like, doing Sarah Bates. You say Landon Wallace weird every time. I can just say Landon Wallace. No, like Landon Wallace. Yeah, but,
2: like, you roll, like, you go, Sarah Bates. Sarah Bates. You, like, Bates. make it it's, real. It's like, emphatic. Really.
3: It's Bates. emphatic.
2: Sarah Bates. You got
0: that promo uh, hooked Certain up here for the Certain names just have that flair break. to
1: them. I know. I get it.
2: Um, oh,
0: no, I, I'm just asking. We, we got time. You can throw it in the break really quick if you got it up. <laughs> If you don't have it up, don't worry Just about it. Just
2: so you know, it's not the Coach P era anymore. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a transition for sure. When we come back from break here, we'll be talking about the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament and the Final Four there and some projections about this weekend potentially maybe some of the stuff that came out of the elite eight uh, and those sorts of things but that was conversation on west virginia baseball and landon wallace uh, and when we come back it'll be the ncaa women's tournament action this has been uh, the sports page when we come back it'll be more this is united to the moose sarah bates now two seconds on the shot clock she's got to throw one up hits the rim and she hits it sarah bates
2: from deep U-92, the Moose, home of West Virginia women's basketball, right here on 91.7, with pregame, halftime, and postgame analysis of every Mountaineer home matchup.
0: She gets a screen from Watson, now kicks it over in the corner, it's open for Danny Nichols at the buzzer, she hits it! Danny Nichols, 56-48, to West Virginia, great ball movement there. What a play by the Mountaineers.
2: Join the sports staff for all the coverage here on 91.7.
0: Have you been missing out on quality sports content? Don't look any further than
7: right here at U92 The Boost. Wednesday night, 6-10. It's the Sports Page. You know, the defense kind of gets lackadaisical. In, obviously. That's, that's a big word, Brian. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it, so don't ask.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means, Sean? Lackadaisical?
7: Of- I don't even know what it means. It just sounded right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, last day, uh, they get lax
0: in their they, effort, maybe. They get maybe. lax?
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe.
0: Missed it? Don't worry. Subscribe to the podcast and at U92TheMoose.com.
2: Baseball season is back on U92. Catch every home game on ninety one seven with coverage starting a half an hour before first pitch.
4: You gotta put the ball
0: in play. 0-2, he does put the ball in play, there down the right field line.
4: One run is in, two runs are in, Abernathy being waved home. There is no throw at the plate. It's a double from Dane Leonard, a
2: three-run double. With great non-conference series against the likes of Penn State, Xavier, Pitt, and Marshall, you do not want to miss this season.
4: Smith ready, the one-two,
2: swing and a miss again! Smith gets out of it, he inherits two runners and no
0: outs, and strands both of them at second and third.
2: Join the sports staff as they cover the Mountaineers series for the Big 12 conference this spring, right here on U92 with the Moose.
0: That's the ball game! West Virginia takes down number 18 Texas in Morgantown.
6: What's poppin', what's poppin', everybody? I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And this is Hooping with Mike and Brian, a sports podcast where we talk everything hoops,
7: giving insight, giving our own opinion about the basketball world. Right? Yeah, we're out on all platforms, as we know. And along with that, make sure you subscribe to our socials. Uh, on YouTube, we are at Hooping with Mike and Brian. On Instagram, we're at Hooping.mb. On TikTok, we're also at Hooping.mb. And then on Twitter, we're at Hooping underscore MB. Yeah. Keep hooping.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome back. It's Sports Night right here on U92. We've switched some of the cast around. It's still Anissa here, Sean Tansky here, Cashmere Tansky, old Sean Cashmere, I don't know, whatever you want to call him. I'm Terry Labrin, and uh, joining us in studio now is Zach Anderson, son of Andrew, and then uh, the Big Mac, old Brian Yeah. So uh, we are getting in to the NCAA Women's Tournament here, Final Four, this weekend down in Dallas, uh, where they're going to have to turn the swishes down because LeBron might show up. Uh, that's at the American Airlines Center. That's what happens there when LeBron goes. But uh, jokes aside, it's going to be South Carolina and Iowa. Uh, Caitlin Clark, who I think is the best player in the country, I think she could put up numbers in the men's game, to be quite honest with you. Uh, she's been really terrific all year. And then Don Staley, three straight Final Fours there at South Carolina. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and they're a good team. And then you've got LSU and Virginia Tech. On the other side, first time I watched Virginia Tech this year was in that Ohio State game. I was watching that the other night when they were able to beat Ohio State in the Elite Eight. Uh, And I mean, they're good. They're tough and physical. And LSU's a really good team. Kim Moggy, you know, we we know her from the Big Twelve and all those things. But uh, they're they're another really good team as well. So it's going to be an exciting weekend there in Dallas. And I think these are going to be really good games. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Iowa Elite Eight game did more numbers than any NBA game has this season. On ESPN, which the is against, yeah, the one against Louisville, yeah, wow. the number one basketball program on ESPN, excluding men's college basketball, better than the NBA. It did numbers better than the NBA. That's how good these games are, and, and that's why you know we. Hey, that's a about, good thing for women's hoops. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, we yeah. all all of us hoops. here are big fans of women's hoops, and, and, and that we call is it why. On the radius. Right, that, that's why because it is good basketball, and when you watch. Caitlin Clark, the only player to ever drop a 40-point triple-double in a tournament game, go off like she did. I, I mean, it's just impressive.
2: Well, the thing is with that, like, so I, I saw that tweet, and then if you look at, like, the quote tweets and stuff, people are like, well, who cares? Yeah. Well, well it's something that's very important uh, because not a lot of people have ever put respect on women's basketball, you know, whether it be college or WNBA, and you have people who are like, okay, so what? She hit a triple-double. Like, no, no, no. She's the first person, male or female, in either league to hit a triple-double in an NCAA yeah, tournament.
0: with 40 points. Like, yeah. she
2: is absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was a great game. And again, I mean, better ratings in an NBA game on ESPN this year, any NBA game for that matter. Uh, so that, that, that definitely means something, too, to those people at ESPN who are thinking, well... Why is there cover? Okay, we're going to have to shift some coverage just way towards the women's hoops, and they've done a good job doing so. I mean, you go to ESPN.com, you see women's hoops at the top a lot this past two weeks, and there's a reason for it, and that's because it's been really good basketball.
2: Well, did you also see that the tickets for the men's game, the lowest one is like $99? Yeah, they're, the lowest they're women's, 200 bucks. The lowest women's yeah. one is $200? Yeah, right now
7: it's 192 to get in. Yeah per well, person before taxes also going back to like it's actually like obviously you know big nba guy but it is good to see like for the women's sport getting those you know getting those looks and like revenue and whatnot but i mean if, just like watching i know it's not just caitlin clark but like watching caitlin clark plays like I, you're actually like jaw-dropping like she's yeah. really like the, the most impressive thing i see in her game is like when she takes those transition threes that she always makes for some reason like every time <laughs> it's like ridiculous um but it's fun to watch and it, i am actually happy to see that and I also think, like, with, I've seen LSU. I was, I was talking to Zach earlier, but, like, um, I'm not a fan of them doing the gritty and stuff, like, during the, uh, you know, during the game. But, it, I mean... Hey, Brian, they could cross you up right now at the rack, okay? Tanner, <laughs> I, I'm going to be professional. I'm not going to say what's <laughs> <not> <laughs> to my mind. But uh, I was going to say, Kalen Clark, if you want to join the U-92ers uh, intramural squad, there's a spot for you. <laughs> you. Yeah, we'll take. But, uh, yeah, it's fun to watch, and I'm just happy. As a basketball fan in general, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're getting, you know, as a sister, I, as, as a guy who has a sister <laughs> who's playing... Uh, D one basketball, you know, it's cool to see because I see how much work they put in. So we
2: know. consider you a sister, Brian. Yeah, thank you. I don't Your know what honorary. that means, but
7: I'll be professional once again.
2: <laughs> you're like a, got, you're like mother. We
0: we oh, got yeah. we got a People love, look up to me. We got right. a lot of love for Colleen out here. Let's go, Fordham- Colleen right. for Colleen might be listening right Come now. Come on, well, Colleen, how you doing? Okay, never mind. <laughs> 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 Not like that, God, Brian. Stop it. All right, Sean, you ready to start talking? I see you
4: got a lot of notes pulled up here. Let's hear it. I'm just saying these games have been really fun basketball to watch. You know, big criticism that I always see is just, oh, women's basketball is boring. I I guess we're watching different sports then. This entire tournament has been incredible, and I think it's really going to be exciting. I mean, both of these games are going to be incredible, but I'm really looking forward uh, specifically to the South Carolina carolina iowa state game uh really just because i'm a big fan of dawn staley and everything she's done as a player and as a coach so far uh you know she's from philly has always you oh know supported God. the city and everything and uh i'm just really excited uh you know to see that coaching matchup and then you know how she's going to adjust to a great player um like uh, Caitlin Clark, it's yeah. really going to be fun to see. It's going to be a cool chess match.
0: Yeah, yeah, Iowa's a really good basketball team, uh, and there's a reason for that. And they've got the opportunity here to uh, end that perfect run that South Carolina's been on. Carolina's undefeated this year, thirty-six and zero. They're looking to go undefeated, be thirty-eight zero at the end of the year, and be you know the national champions. And uh, I think they got a good shot at it. But this is an Iowa team that just beat a really good Tennessee team, sixty-nine to sixty-seven. There in the Elite Eight, and they move on. Uh, or Sorry, rather, that that was way earlier this season. What am I looking at? I'm looking at the Wasn't wrong Wasn't Ohio State? Yeah. No, Iowa did not play Ohio State. No, Ohio State played. Ohio, Ohio. State played uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech oh, on the yeah. other side of the bracket. you talking about South Carolina? Yeah, I'm talking they about Maryland. Beat they beat, they beat Maryland that Maryland Houston, team, which yeah. we saw here on yes. the 92, the Moose. Yes. They were a good team. Uh, West Virginia played out in College Park to start Where Maryland was the host team for a reason right? With women's college basketball That's how it goes uh, The top four seeds all host regionals for the first two games uh, Anissa you were out there You saw some of that action Yeah
2: and then uh, Mounts and I watched Maryland cross um, Holy Cross Like they crossed yeah. them up on the court <laughs> yeah, I think they were thirty-two. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, It's just a tournament game whatever. That Maryland team was legit though
0: Yeah they, they were And so South Carolina gets them I was looking at Iowa beating Louisville. That's right. I, I don't know why Louisville slipped my mind. You saw the uh, clip of Caitlin Clark talking so, to the uh, or to the Louisville yeah, girl.
5: are yeah, like, like, down, you're like, down w- forty w- points. No, you're down fourteen. You're down fourteen.
2: Well, that, that Louisville girl also got into it with um, one of the girls from oh, Texas. LSU. Oh, it was it Texas? Texas. Yeah. Well, the
0: yeah. Texas girl went at her, didn't it?
2: Well, well, it was in the handshakes, right? Did you yeah. read like the lip reading Did you no, see like the lip readings? No, No. Well, like John Boy did a lip reading for it. Who? John Boy you don't know John boy Do you
4: guys know who I she's doing not... it's like
2: a huge baseball know who John Boy right? is
4: of course yeah, know. John boy media yeah, yeah
2: John boy media you yeah,
4: talk in baseball he does then,
2: a ton yeah. of like lip readings
4: okay so, yeah like an yeah, yeah, those videos, are great. Those videos did, are great and
2: they're mostly accurate and I'm gonna keep it PG yeah. but the Louisville girl because Louisville won against Texas she you know the Texas girl stopped her and then you know the girl ramped, like walked away and as she's walking away she says have fun in Miami
6: no. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> kind of like when they say Cancun,
2: yeah, like, Miami, Cancun, wherever you're gonna yeah. go, because you're lost, you lost, and you're out of the tournament.
4: Yeah, one-way ticket to Cancun. Well, that's a, that's the know, best one.
0: Looking now <laughs> at the other side of the bracket with that Virginia Tech team, uh, they beat up on a High State. Ohio High State was a good team this year. They had a lot of injuries. Uh, but they've got some good players on that Buckeye team. Taylor Maxell, one of them. You know, J.C. Sheldon's really good. She could go down and just hit about anything. Uh, and, and they were able to get him by 10. They really shut him down there uh, in that, the fourth quarter. And they beat the
4: that Tennessee team, too. That's yeah, always that's consist- what I was looking they, at. They're, yeah. they're, they're consistently great, the Tennessee program there for women's college basketball.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, and, and then on the, the other end. The Lady Vols, correct. That's what this yes, is. Yeah, yeah Vols, so. I mean, hell, they're so good. The court's named after uh summit Matt yeah, summit. yeah. You know, it's the summit that's what they call the i mean that's one of the best arena names out there the summit are you kidding me yeah like that That that's fantastic uh lsu got past miami and what was a slugfest i watched a lot of that game i i, I like miami uh on both sides of the tournament i thought they were going to go far and they did only team to put two teams in the elite eight and neither of them were scheduled to be yeah. there i can promise you that yeah
4: that that miami team was really good i was watching a I've watched a ton of uh, Villanova hoops this year for, the, oh, okay. for their women's team, and that was a slugfest there to get to that game against LSU. Yeah. Uh, that was a really good one. It <laughs> was,
0: and it was just a defensive battle. I mean, at half, both teams were like under yeah. 30
4: points, and then uh, you
0: watch the second half, and Miami just can't hit a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're playing well defensively. I mean, the finals fifty four forty two. 54-42. Hamilton has taken our pictures through the window. He's probably got a project to in class and he No, didn't I asked do him it. to
2: take a photo so that we can post it on the account to let more people know that we have sports page tonight. Oh,
4: okay. That's a great look at us marketing our product. Wow, we
2: got it. It's our first sports page in a couple of weeks, but sorry I interrupted you. It's a no, third fine.
4: I don't even know what I've the second no. one because it was you, me and Mouse for four hours. Oh God.
2: What do you mean? Yeah. That's like a dream, right there. It was really fun Is until
4: it? I lost. Until I lost. Until Trudia. you bring up
2: Ohio State and the tempers start flaring.
4: That was fun to listen to. That was the first. That <laughs> yeah. was the first It's one fun because you weren't
2: that. the one that was agitating.
5: Yeah, was, I wasn't not, there. They're none of my
4: teams, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't
2: have a problem. I, either, problem. No, <laughs> I promise that, you that. So in that LSU Miami game, I thought LSU was pretty sloppy.
4: Yeah, they all oh, they definitely were. But I I think you gotta give credit to that Miami defense. I mean when you look at it, you're just gonna look at the final score of fifty four, forty two, you're gonna they, say, Hey, some obviously wasn't the offense wasn't but that's why the offense wasn't why either of those teams won that
0: well, game. But, but but let's be realistic too. Miami was a really good team. They knocked off Indiana on the road yeah. in a sellout crowd at yes. Assembly Hall, and then they go to Nova and yeah. beat, beat no, Nova beat in front of Jay Wright. A really good Nova team. Oh team yeah. For sure. Oh really yeah. Good. Uh, Miami knocks off the number one seed, the number four seed, and then they finally lose to the number three. They were the number nine seed, and they barely sneaked past that Oklahoma State team we know all too well here in Morgantown. Yes, we. Do. Um, oh boy. Yeah, I mean. What a tough game for the WVU. We don't one. need to talk about that. That one yeah. was absolutely... One still hurts, Brian, nobody can hear you if The microphones not in front of
7: you. Oh. Oh, uh, that one still hurts, man. <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah.
3: All right. No,
7: that, Thanks,
4: Brian. That's yeah. some... That one was th- that that some... actually a heartbreaker, yeah, for that sure. No, that, I'd be... A... That's a game that students definitely... Like, at least me covering this team, that's just one that's going to be running. Like, wow. I'll never forget yeah. that shot. No, I, I mean, I can never see, see it forget right forget down that. my mind. With oh, no, Then the images are just... Oh, Madison Smith was, going down right after. I afterwards. was at home
2: on when we were oh, on spring terrible. break. And I literally watched it. I cursed very loudly in the living room. Yeah, it was... And then I went and took a nap.
5: Yeah,
4: I was <laughs> I, uh, I got very animated I was I'm so like, oh, mad. you so not uh...
6: I feel like every WV game I watched on TV they
7: lost. So <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Brian, and I, I mean, we <laughs> thought they'd. We just, They had it just, it, just... And they did
0: not yeah, and... You know, we could, we we talk West talk about Virginia led the entire game literally
7: until... They, they were down yeah. 2
0: nothing at the beginning, yeah. and then they were down 62-61 when the buzzer rang after a it, shot it held shot on the, the rim, rim for over half a second and rolled one way rather than the that's other. Two, but that's how it goes, you
4: know? And that's two teams that I follow and, you know, that have ended in heartbreaking shots like that. <laughs> Sixers have lost in a very similar way
0: Oh, God, let's talk well, about the Philly, Philly team. Kawhi more... Leonard.
4: Yeah,
7: yeah, uh, yeah. You lost to a whole country that night. I know. I know his pain, man. I know his pain.
0: Thanks, Do you? You've been in the it.
7: playoffs. Oh, this <laughs> year. Oh, how are the Magic? Going?
0: <laughs> They're great. great. You're on the team. Um, we can talk about that. No, but we we we, we will we, we would be remiss to miss, uh, to not mention that uh, West Virginia is currently without a head women's basketball coach. It has been no news yet. Uh, what is it? Ten days? 10. Eleven days? Something like that?
2: Thirteen.
0: So, uh, it's not thirteen quite yet. Okay, you said thirteen. I What's said thirteen because cool. I was frustrated earlier this morning. I'm surprised we haven't even seen any rumors. I've seen literally nothing. I, I keep
6: trying uh, to. Go they're really to the, keeping it under lock. Yeah, I they are. The only, che- the only like possible candidate
0: I've seen is Kim Stevens. Yeah, but she's the down at Marshall. She, took, she just yeah. took, the she Marshall took the Marshall job. Job. She took yeah, the Marshall and, job. And oh, Sorry, I was behind on the, that. The, the problem with that too. Um, my buddy Jake Griffith actually broke that news. Shout out to Jake Griffith. He's a he's a he's a heck of a dude, uh, and big things coming for that guy. But um, shout out. A lot of WVU fans wanted her here. The problem is you're going to bring a coach from D2 straight exactly. into the that's, power yeah. fight. I true. thought that's that never point. made any sense. She would have to go to a place like Marshall first to prove that she could win there. You don't hire her from Glenville State to come and lead the Mountaineers at this point. And that's a good point.
4: Definitely, the, you know, the rip, they were more excited about the potential, of Kim, I think, of what she's been able to do oh, at the oh, D2. then it's a level. Grown coach. But, again, but, then, but then, again, it's completely different, like you said, when you come here. To a power five school where the expectation right away is to win right like who regardless of whoever uh takes um this uh vacant opening here at West Virginia I think the expectation is going to be look at what Donald White did in one year that I would have to have, think I would have bar I would have yeah, yeah, I would okay. have to think the expectation for who, the job is you could do something similar yeah I think that I think that's what you know, I think fans might want to expect that. And, you know, internally, maybe that's what Ren Baker wants to expect. And maybe that's why it's taken a little bit longer. But, again, I, to your point, Tanner, the fact that we haven't heard anything, I look at West Virginia beat writers, I look at national beat writers, I haven't seen anyone connected. Uh, no, there's so so it is, it's – From inside, it's, there's at, For any time there's a head coach, I mean, regardless of the sport, you usually hear something. You usually yeah. hear something. And the fact that I just haven't seen it is kind of, you know, crazy. I don't – it's kind of unprecedented in my experience, at least. So this
2: is my problem with comparing it to uh, Don Plitzwhite. So she came into this program from a school with a beautiful record in South Dakota. Yeah, she led her team to a championship. She's got, She's won D two championships before. She just had a stellar record, a stellar track record, and took that as team to the Sweet 16 too before exactly. Yeah. She's. Taken her teams to glory. None of us knew what was going to happen with this West Virginia women's team at the beginning of the season. We didn't know if they were going to succeed. We didn't know if they were going to flop. So to kind of have these expectations for a new coach, I understand it. But holding some, But holding a new coach to the standard that was Coach P when she was here for a year and then just left – I don't think that's the right well, standard I think, to have. Well, I, well, like, well, hold with, with, with regards to a winning season and coaching style and leading a team upwards, I agree with that. But constantly comparing somebody to Don Plitzelwhite, who came from a Summit League school that won. Where she had a but phenomenal record with them. You just can't do that. Well, but the
4: expectation for the team this past year with Coach Punder is we didn't know what to expect. We expected we expected you know it was going to be a rebuilding year, and and at the time we thought oh this is going to be year one. It's we're going to see what team in the future under this coach could look like, and they surpassed those expectations, and that was with us having none. So I think it is fair to say. Why can't another coach do this? I think that should be the expectation.
0: Here's the problem: the problem is you've got the ball rolling already. You can't you can't derail the train that's already on the tracks. Okay, you had a 15 and 15 year under Mike Carey. You've now basically not gone under 500 in a long time. I, I don't know the last time they're because they finished 15 and 15 last year. Somehow they were able to do it. Through all the Last injuries years and Mike, inconsistencies. Mike Carey is yeah. what I'm saying. Now you have a new coach come in in Don Plitzwhite who's going to establish his new culture, all these new things after a legend retires. Okay, fine. I agree. We didn't know what to expect. Number one, you had a couple returning players who played real solid minutes like that were real starters on this team in Madison Smith and J.J. Quinterly. Okay. Maddie's gone. As of right now, J.J.'s still here. I don't know if that's going to be the case. If she's still here, that's going to be her third coach in three years. And I'm not saying, you know, if somebody comes in, they, they win 12 games, you fire them. But the ball is rolling in the right direction right now. You were picked to finish ninth in the Big 12 last season. And now you come in and you finish tied for fourth in one year under a new head coach who, yeah, she, she had a winning track record in the Summit League. That's not the Power Five. You bring her over to the Power Five and immediately she's gone for another job because it's a better opportunity. It's closer to home. All of these things that she's saying, fine, whatever. I'm not going to talk about the politics of that. That's still way up in the air as far as I'm concerned. But, you won 19 games, you were 12-2 at the Coliseum, you swept a team like Baylor, you split with Iowa State, you go 1-2 and two against Oklahoma State, a bunch of teams that are making the tournament you had at least a 500 record against, or you at least got one win against, you only played Oklahoma State three times as the only team you did that against, you make the NCAA tournament, in this era of NIL, if you bring in a coach who's going to fit this place, in the transfer portal, they will be able to build the team they want to like that. It's not the same three-year build anymore. And so right now, since you have momentum in this program, in the community, with the fans, you can't mess up this hire and reset again. This will be the third coach in three seasons. Don Plitzewite was hired at the end of last April. She was here 10 months, essentially. And Ren Baker comes out and says, well, he heard rumors about her going to Minnesota before the Big 12 tournament. Well then you would think maybe the coaching search would have began then. So now we're at, you know, almost three weeks when you think about it like that. Well, today we saw the news Isis Bay enters the portal, Isis correct? Isis
2: Bay is leaving. She's Winter transferring Rogers. out. Right. Winner Rogers. Rogers transfers. So you're losing Isis, Winner. You are lo- you lost Savannah Samuel. Yep. She's gone. Yep. Maddie Smith you're losing. You're losing Danny Nichols, and you're losing Sarah Bates. Yeah. Six players that you need to replace. It's hard, well, but oh, at understand. the same time,
4: look at, at, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You have JJ Quinterly. right you, now. You could. Yeah, like, right I'm now. saying. I'm saying that's. But I'm saying, you're, if, if the assumption is that she's going to say, you could do a heck of a lot worse. You have a really good player, one that mm-hmm. is respected Foundation. by. You have a player that's respected by her own uh, coaching staff, her own teammates, and every time you hear uh, coaches talk about him, she has no. Oh big no, big I, 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 for I completely her. agree. So that. you could. So there are. You know, uh, not trying to be a homer or anything. I am a student university. I think this is a very attractive oh, coaching spot. So I, I, I agree with right. you. It but is extremely important uh, for Run Baker to find the right coach. It has to be someone who can navigate what college athletics is now with the NIL, with transferring everything. I, I'm not saying yeah. that you got to make the Sweet 16 next year, but, but you, you have can't to, take
0: a step back. Yeah, you have to because you've yeah. already you're already moving forward. Yeah. you can't go back,
6: or you're going to have to completely reset. And that's why I think. To Anissa's point, a little bit the difference between Stevens and a power, like a D one coach, is yeah. a big. There's a big gap there. Oh yeah, because Stevens has had that great success. You know, at D2 State, level. the D two level. So you have to hire someone that has had that proven D one success, and like you said, it has to be. The the, the the perfect hire to build the momentum to keep the momentum going. You and just to, to understand to how it is
4: today. Like you said, it isn't. Oh, you wait three years, you build up your recruits, you get all your recruiting classes, have them develop and everything. Can, it's just yeah. not like that anymore. You're trying to get players. You know, you want your recruit uh, your recruits to play, but you're also gonna have to. Get players in the transfer to also play right away. Well, You're building the, on the fly constantly. That is of recruits, how it is. I thought Plitzway had a decent class. What's there the update are, on one? They did of those? Gr- uh, the, the one. Uh, Their top one uh, transferred. Top with one
0: her. Uh, decommitted, then committed to Minnesota yeah. the next day uh, to go with Coach P. And you know what? Well, I don't blame her that's for that. Fair. That's the yeah, coach that's she fair. committed she recru- to. She recruited. No, that, yeah. that that's how it goes. That happens. All I, all the time. I, I'm not saying they need to hire you know the the best coach ever or something like that. They need to have the next Pat's. They need to have the next Don Staley here, but. I, I just think that there's a lot of momentum with this program right now, and you need to grab a hold of that, and you don't want to lose it because you have it going right now. The Coliseum was filled way up It got very season. loud at the end of the season. It, it, there was a ton it, of there seats There was filled. more people than they'd ever had by-season tickets at the beginning of last year. All of these things are pointing to good stuff happening around this women's basketball program. You don't want to reset it now and have to start that once again. You're, you're going to have to change some things because you're obviously bringing in a new coach. But right now there's a lot of momentum around this program, and you've got to find a way to keep that and keep
7: going with it. Brian, you have any thoughts? You haven't said anything yet. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I've just just in general, my problem with college sports is, like, um, like people are critical when players enter the transfer portal. But coaches not, do it all the time. coaches do yeah. it all the time, and they're never really held to that same standard. Like, that's just my takeaway from it. I, I don't like it, but that's kind of just the world we live in. You see it with Coach P. Uh, like that's just that's my problem with it because it's just not really fair because one of the the coaches have should be held to the same standard as these players because these players like in the men's you saw what Caleb Love for UNC like people were hating on him for transferring when the UNC fan base was hating on him all year and then he enters the transfer portal and leaves and then people have a problem with it it just doesn't make sense to me but so that's just my problem with college sports in general specifically you know we saw it in this situation here so
0: yeah no I I, I get that and that's definitely something. You know, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in college sports over the next six months. I, I'm not lying to you when I say that. Uh, it just seems that we're heading in that direction. I think that what you see now is not what it's going to look like in a year. I, I would be shocked what? if that's the case. For everything. Well, there's think, a I congressional think. hearing about NIL. I yeah, heard there's going, going to be to, some um, NIL regulation put in place. There's probably going to be national NIL regulation. Uh, the, the Charlie Baker the new president of the NCAA. He's the former governor of Massachusetts. He's going to bring a very sort of you know legislative mind to the, to the NCAA, and I think they're going to change a lot of things. The NCAA has no power in sports right now. They're going to change that. They're going to institute things that these member schools are then going to have to follow. And then I also think at some point you're going to see the powerful players in this go, okay, football's got to be set aside. It's going to have to go that way, and you're going to see a football-only super conference where top 50 teams are involved and all of these things. Okay, fine. And then everybody else is going to be in different leagues for other stuff, right? So right now, you know, the Pac-12 looks like it's done. Uh, We've seen all the rumors about the four-corner states coming to the Big 12 and all of those things, and we'll see if that happens. But I, I think that you are going to see a transition because things are going to change, and you're going to say, "Okay, if we have to do a pay pay players salaries," which I think we're getting to because NIL is getting crazy, and people don't want to waste their money on guys that come for a year and leave, and all of these things. You're going to see football separate because that's where the money's made, and you're going to start to see players get paid salaries at like it's a professional level because every other student on campus can get a job on campus and the sports are going to become the same way. And so then you're going to have to see a major shakeup and how the money is going to be shared. And I think what you're going to see then is a lot of parody across the sport, which is what we're seeing in this men's tournament right now, where then anybody's got a shot. And I think that outside of places like Columbus, Ohio and Tuscaloosa, Alabama, most people around the country would rather have that anyway, where, you know what? Hey, this year, you got Tavon Austin on the roster. Oh, you can make a run. Okay, let's see what we can do. Go win 10 football games, and you're going to be in it. You're going to see a huge shift, I think, in college sports overall uh, because new legislation is going to come down, and people are just going to not be able to put up with it. You're not going to be able to navigate it. A football coach now works 370 days a year that they can't not they have to constantly recruit constantly re-recruit the same guys that are already on the roster and then they've got to you know plan a schedule they got to go coach these games they got to run practice they got to do all these things and you see coaches leaving for the nfl you see coaches retiring you see things happening and it's like nobody wants to do this it's becoming more than just a job at this point it's your entire life and it's not fair and there's no reason for it to be that way. And so I think you are going to see a major change. And I think it could come before next football season.
2: Well, I mean, going off your point of like NIL, I just think it's kind of like, it's like irritating as a fan and then just as somebody in general. If you have players that only come to your school strictly because like you're being offered a million dollars and a house and a car why would you? Why would you say to no shits. to that? Well, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. But like, I, I agree that they need to be, that college athletes should be paid. If their likelihood is be, if their likeliness is being used in sports, on jerseys, they need to be paid for that. What I don't agree with is giving them monster salaries to come to a specific school, because then what's the point of it? Like are they coming to play for their you know, are they coming to actually play here? Or are they just coming here for the money? That's what it boils down and to. And I think at it's kind point. of a
6: slippery slope a little bit with the salary stuff. Because I mean, then you have to differentiate between women and men's or even let's compare women's basketball to women's tennis here at West Virginia. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean no, how do you I differentiate that. salaries I, I, I now? You're, yeah.
0: you're gonna have to strictly go, okay, uh, well here I'll ask you guys quite what's we gotta hit a break, but top revenue sports it goes football, men's basketball, hockey. Then I think it's women's basketball, volleyball, and something along those lines. You're gonna get paid a wage based off of how much revenue your sports brings in. Is there a problem with that? I I, I don't know. We'll have to see, and that's why I, don't I think mind. you're going to see the. Well, yeah, I get that, and that's why you're going to see this legislation come from Congress in agreement with the NCAA and say flat rate. Here's what it.